Last Wednesday, I talked about part three of the Cambridge Preliminary or PET exam speaking test. I'm going to continue today with part four of the Cambridge PET speaking. What many students don't realize is that part four is a continuation of part three and that it is another collaborative task. In other words, the two candidates should be having a conversation together. Continue listening to hear more, and you can also read and listen to a model answer for speaking part four. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbra, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels, or for those students who just want to improve their general English. For transcripts of these podcasts, please go to practicingenglish.com. So, part four is a continuation of part three. The examiner has a list of about five questions on his or her sheet, and she'll choose some from that list to fill the three to four minutes you have to speak. Part four tests you on your ability to give opinions on the topic in part three, and then move on to other similar topics. As I said, this is a collaborative task, but it's not a good idea to ask the examiner any questions. Instead, listen to the questions carefully and answer by offering more information, such as reasons for your answer. Or you can also give an example If you don't understand a question, remember you can ask the examiner to repeat it. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Could you say it again? You should also listen to what your partner says. This is the collaborative part. After your partner's answer, the examiner may ask you, Do you agree? What about you? What do you think? In this case, you should say if you agree or if you disagree. Perhaps you have to say whether you like or dislike something your partner mentioned, or if you have had an experience similar to your partner's. Here are some expressions to use. Yes, I think so too. I'm not sure I agree with you. I feel the same way. I guess I'm quite different from you. Now, depending on how well the task is going, the examiner may ask a question and make a gesture with her hands that means talk about this together. You should then look at your partner and continue that part of the conversation together. When it's your turn to speak, 
you should try to speak for about 15 to 20 seconds. That's about two or three sentences. You need to answer and then give reasons or examples. Use linking words like but, because, although, plus, so that you extend the length of your sentences with reasons why. Example, examiner, looking at candidate one. Do you like visiting museums? Candidate one. Well, I find some museums really interesting, but it depends on what the museum is about. For example, I would love to visit a dinosaur museum because I'm really keen on that subject, but I wouldn't want to go to a modern art gallery because I'm not a fan of that sort of painting. If the examiner has made a gesture for you to speak together, you would end your turn with a phrase inviting your partner to speak. So candidate one would say, looking at candidate two, What about you? Do you like museums? Candidate two answers, looking at candidate one, I feel the same way as you. It depends on the type of museum. Although I enjoy modern art, I think the paintings are really fascinating. Plus, you can learn a lot about the lives of the painters. At this point, the examiner will probably ask you another question. OK, so that's enough of the theory... Let's listen to an example of answering questions in part four. So, if you remember last week, I gave you an example in part three, see podcast 117, if you want to refresh your memory. And the question was, a family are visiting a town for the day and want to visit a museum that they will all enjoy. Decide which museum would be best. So the two candidates talked about the six pictures that represented different types of museums. An old instruments museum, a doler's museum, and museums about modern art, dinosaurs, trains, and finally a castle. And the two candidates decided the castle would be the best option for the family to visit. If you remember, our two candidates were Sophie from France. Hello. And Lars from Sweden. Hello. So let's listen to the continuation of the test, part four. The examiner doesn't say, in this part of the test as she does in part three. She, or he, just starts to ask you questions. Here we go. Lars, uh, do you like visiting museums? Well, I find some museums really interesting, 
but it depends on what the museum is about. For example, I would love to visit the dinosaur museum because I'm really keen on that subject. But I wouldn't want to go to a modern art gallery because I'm not a fan of that sort of painting. Sophie, what about you? I feel the same way as Lars. It depends on the type of museum, although I enjoy modern art. I think the paintings are really fascinating. Plus, you can learn a lot about the lives of the painters. Do you think museums are important in our society? And the examiner makes a gesture that Lars and Sophie should speak together. I believe they are important. A museum can tell us lots of things about our culture. Although we have the internet, where you can find lots of information these days, a museum is something uh, more physical. I mean, you can go there. Perhaps you can touch the things in the museum. A museum is different. Lars looks at Sophie. What do you think? Yes, I think so too. I mean, looking into a screen or reading a book about modern art, for example, is not the same as seeing it in, uh, in real life. You're looking at the real thing, not just a photo on a computer. How can we encourage young people to visit museums more? And the examiner makes a gesture that Lars and Sophie should speak together. Mm, that's not easy. Young people, teenagers for example, prefer to see everything on their mobile phones. I suppose school excursions can take students to a museum to see if they enjoy it, but I don't think most people enjoy that sort of thing. What do you think? And she looks at Lars. I'm not sure I agree with you. It's true that most young people wouldn't choose to go to a museum by themselves, but I used to love my school excursions. I was with my friends, which made it more fun. And some museums I really liked. Plus, I think if the museum let people touch things or get onto things, it would be more attractive to young people. Thank you. That is the end of the test. Good luck if you are taking an English exam soon. Goodbye for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. You may also enjoy my book, The Tudor Conspiracy, a romantic thriller by M.A. Bilbera. That's me. For B1 and B2 students, come over to practicingenglish.com 
and click on the Tudor Conspiracy link. 